Hi, and welcome to Concepts for Living. We consider it a privilege to come to you with more biblical concepts for contemporary Christian living. In this particular message, I'll be speaking from the theme, What a Word is This? Not a question mark, but an exclamation mark. What a word is this? I'll be speaking about the significance of the Bible. Someone has said the Bible is basic information before leaving earth. Stay tuned. You will be blessed. The words of my theme actually grow out of an incident that occurred in a place called Capernaum. It's a city in Galilee. And when Jesus was launching his ministry in those early days, he, he, he came to Capernaum. In chapter 4, verse 36 of St. Luke's Gospel, you will find those words. And they said, what a word is this? What had happened was that Jesus entered the synagogue of the Jews, which was church at the time. And as he enters, he observes that there is a young man in the service who has been plagued with an evil spirit. You'd be surprised to know what comes through the doors. What people are bearing, what they're carrying. All of them don't have evil spirits, but they come in with something because they need some help that they can only get by going into the church, going into the synagogue. And so Jesus is standing, and as he is now teaching, this loud voice comes out of this young man. We know who you are, Jesus, Son of God. We know who you are. Have you come to torment us before the time? Because we know that one day you will battle with evil and you will eradicate it. But have you come early? Here this young man is there, he is possessed, but he came to church. The church is for people who are possessed, who are burdened, who are troubled, both in mind, body, and spirit. But something ought to happen because the Bible says he was there in church. And then, of course, those who were the leaders and rulers in the church or in the synagogue at the time were very much disturbed over this outbreak. But not only that, they were disturbed because Jesus began to speak to that evil spirit and said, come out of him. And the spirit came out of him. And then the religious leaders were surprised in that they said, she was, 
He even spoke to evil spirit and it came out of him. Hmm. What a word is this? They didn't use the same inflection as I used this morning. What they were saying is, what's going on? I mean, he spoke to an evil spirit and it obeyed him. You see, they had orthodoxy, but they had no authority. It's possible, Brother Albert, to have orthodoxy going through all of the religious di gyrations, going through all of the religious programmations, and doing all of that kind of thing. Three songs and a prayer and we're out of here. We can go through all of that. But what does it matter if we have no authority to speak to the situations that come into the church? That young man left having been delivered. The church is in the business of delivering. The church is in the business of helping people to discover a power that can set them free. What a word. Not what a word is this. But what a word when you know who spoke the word. When you know who was the word. From the beginning was with God as the word. And the same that was with God is the one that was God that was in body form as a word. He was Logos. But now he's living. He's the living word. We first have the Spoken word. Yeah. Then the living word yeah. has come down to us as the written word. Yeah. Something ought to happen because of the word. Yeah. Not because of clever and ingenious ways of manipulating people. No, no, not because we haven't, you know, learned how to use the right religious jargons and to sound important or relevant. Oh, my God. What makes the difference is the word. It's when you hear the word. You'll hear me say a little later that faith cometh by and hearing of the word of God. The moment you hear it, a revolution begins. Regardless to what you came in with, you can leave better than you came. You can leave delivered. So somebody will leave saying, what a word! What's that? That has changed me released me because the word has that power and authority. The Bible, say the Bible, the Bible. Is, is our rule of faith, rule of faith. because Christ is, Christ is in it. 
Now I'm going into something. I'm going into something a little bit deep, deep here now, and I hope you can come on with me. I said that they had orthodoxy but no authority. What in the world good is it to have all the trappings promising deliverance, freedom, a better life, change, conversion. All of life on this planet, says E. Stanley Jones, is in the process of conversion. Lower forms taking on higher forms. There are always some level of photosynthesis changing things. <coughs> Causing people who were one way to experience another. If nothing else, you ought to come in because you have a spirit of heaviness. You ought to change your clothes in here. Amen. So that when you leave out, you go out with a garment of praise. Amen. There ought to be some things happening into church other than just you coming, sitting in that same seat by yourself every week. Amen. There are people that are hurting. People that are under possession by demonic spirits and they need a place to be delivered and it's not going to happen in parliament. It's going to happen where God is anointed and where God said, I will hear the prayers that are made to me from this place. My eyes shall be on this place and my heart shall be here. I can be emotionally moved by what I see you going through. That's what the scripture means when it says, he was touched with the feelings of our infirmities. God knows what it is to see hurt, but it also, he also knows what it is to be hurt. So then, what I'm seeing in the final analysis is that this Bible, by the way, Bible is written on the outside. But you'll never find that word Bible inside. The word Bible is not a Hebrew word. In fact, the word Bible comes to us through the Latin which was Biblia, which simply meant scriptures. But it goes on to move into the Greek, and it becomes Bibelos. And Bibelos in the Greek means books. So this word Bible here only means books that are within this book. Bible. The Bible is composed of 66 books. 39 in the old, 27 in the new. The Bible. It's not only composed of 66 books, but those 66 books are divided up in addressing biography. By addressing 
history by addressing poetry and by addressing prophecy. As always, three points to this message. One, the authenticity. Two, the authorization. And three, the authority. The Bible is authentic. From it, we have authorization and authority. Did you know that the Bible, according to Guinness World Records, is still the number one seller? Did you know that in 2018, over 5 billion Bibles were sold? Did you know that the great revival that's happening now, even in Islamic countries, is that people are turning to the Bible? Don't clap, because you know things are happening now. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that when I get letters from people in that part of the world thanking me for lessons, thanking me for understanding the Bible because I couldn't understand it before. Now the way you preach it is the way I can understand it. Amen. And so now I, I, I want to be a part of this. And it's happening right from here. It's not me, it's this. It's the Word of God. Stay with me. Stay with me. St. Paul constantly refers to this not as the Bible, but as the Word. Say, as the Word. It's the Word of God. So notice we need three things and I'm finished. Uh, let's notice first, it's authenticity. It's authenticity. Because we got a lot of literature that's not authentic. This book is authentic. It has a quality of being genuine. The Bible is not mere religious literature. The Bible is more than just a document. The Bible is so extraordinarily written, composed, and designed that across generations there is collaboration and many who wrote it died but others who did not know them wrote the same thing. Only God. Only God could do that. So then you and I must ask the question how did it come about? And what you'll read in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15 and 16, is that the Bible came about by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Yes, sir. Oh, boy. That means that the Holy Spirit of God moved upon yes. holy men yes. and women yes. who wrote it. They did not write out of their own human genius. 
They did not write out of their deductions and calculations in their thinking process. They wrote because somebody bigger than you and I was breathing it into them. Why is that so hard to believe? When Disney could say, something told me that I'm going to build a park here. And people will come from all over the world to Disney World. You'll see. But it's graphic because he's standing in a swamp. (laughs) But if he can get inspiration to build an amusement park, don't you think God can move on human beings? Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. You're not, y'all, y'all not listening to me. Y'all just, you want me to hurry up and get out of here? Okay, okay. I'm moving. Wait. The Bible is here by inspiration. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 15 and 16. First Peter 1, 21 says that it came about not by the will of man, but by the will of God. The Bible is God's word. No understatement. A man by the name of Dr. J. Scott Horrell. Listen to his quote. The inspiration of the Holy Spirit is the spirit guiding human authors to write precisely what God wanted to communicate. End of quote. That's it. it. Now, you can let it fade if you want to. You can let the, 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 you know, the backing roll up if you want to. There's stuff in here that can change your life. There's stuff in here that you will never find in any textbook anywhere else in the world. The Bible is God's Word, and the Word of God is this. I wanted you to know what my thoughts are concerning you. So I breathed it. I communicated it. I related it into human minds. And men wrote as they were inspired by God. Dwight L. Moody, you remember him, the great American who became the the very outstanding evangelist that he was never finished high school, never had a formal education, but he built colleges (gasps) that have trained thousands to serve in Christian ministry. Today we have Moody Bible College, Moody Radio. It's still going. He's going, but it's still going. Are you with me? He was asked a question once. Let me move quick. He, he, he was asked a question. This is a question. He said, uh, uh, do you believe that the Bible was inspired? Now, it's a wonderful piece of literature, but I just ask you, do you believe, Mr. Moody, that the Bible was inspired by God? He said, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, how do you know? Because it inspired me. <laughs> you know the Bible does what it said it would do. He said, I know because it changed me. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. 
You heard the gospel, and the gospel revolutionized your life. He turned someone that was a liar into telling the truth. He had somebody who was a thief to become a trustee. You know God's word is something else. Shout it out with me. It's authentic. In the words of R.K. Bergathon, the author, it's no good knowing without doing. Use your Bible. Love your Bible. Appreciate your Bible as God's inspired word to you. And I'm sure that you'll discover what a word is this. And so until next time, and we shall come to you with more concepts for living, may God bless you and yours. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.